listening to Drunk Parents. I'm Rachel. I'm Steve. And our kids are in bed. So we're drinking. Yes, we are. What are you drinking? What did you make for us? We're drinking the same thing. I We're, we're having Moscow Mules. Moscow Mules. It felt like a nice post-holiday cocktail. That's right. I yep. realized, though, that we weren't drinking White Russians last episode, but the episode before that. So this also is a Russian theme. It's not a political statement. We just happen to be <laughs> no, drinking. No, not at all. We just happen to be drinking these cocktails. The White Russian was a fun joke about it. This in in no way, though. We just felt like drinking just, this, honestly. Yeah, just smooth flavor going Yeah. Down. This will probably be our last episode for 2016. Yeah, I think so. This is it. It seems like there's a really general consensus that 2016 was just a shitty year. It does. And I don't like to subscribe to that kind of stuff because I I like to try to be a positive person. And I've, I don't want to say it was a bad year because I'm still alive. You are still and alive. And you're still alive. Yes. And our kids are still alive. So it's hard to say it was a truly awful year. I mean, the only thing I'm getting over is my heartache. What? What, what's your heartache? My John Krasinski rejection heartache. Right. Well, no, you know, that could always turn around. <sighs> you never know. I know. Well, it's it's amusing, which is a weird way to start off the sentence because this is about how there were celebrity deaths, which isn't amusing. But so yeah, this just week two this week was both George Michael and Carrie Fisher. Both I, I didn't see either of them no, coming at both all. Pretty young, blindsided. To happen, yes, fifty three and sixty. But I commented to you in the car today that like. Wow, they died, and yet Betty White is still out there. Kicking it. Well, not kicking. Not kicking the bucket. Oh, no, I mean, like, kicking kicking ass, yeah. But then as it turns out, that's a common thought that people are having. Like, if you want a good laugh, go to Twitter and search Betty White. She's trending today. She's trending. And everybody saw her trending and thought, oh, my God, something happened to Betty White. No, it's only people being afraid that something's going to happen to Betty White. I get it. She's really old. There's a bunch of tweets that are basically like, here's one. Y'all, we got to find Betty White and put her in secure storage facility with 24-7 maximum protection. 2016 will not take her to. No. Or, dear 2016, if you take Betty White, we will riot. Sincerely, the American people. Like, people are worried for Betty White. I know. Some man. She's all we have left. Yeah, some dude actually set up a GoFundMe page, which is like like a Kickstarter. Yeah. Like, he set up a page basically to raise money, and if he gets enough money, he will fly to wherever Betty White is and protect her until January 1st. He would be doing a public service. Yeah. So... That's genius. I mean, people are really... It's just... It's sweet that people yeah. really care about Betty White and, you know. But, yeah, people are just ready to get past this year and they're worried about what's coming next. Well, it's just because of all the celebrity deaths. I and know. it was it was all the people that we grew up with, the 80s kids. Right. You know, it's like 80s kids people. It's Princess Leia, it's and the Goblin only, King. That's the guy from uh Mr. Seaver. Uh Robin Thick. Robin Thick. Alan Thick. Alan Thick. Yes, Alan Thick. So, those are all people that we grew up with that made us feel safe. And think like things were okay, and now they're all they're all dying. It's only going to happen more and more. Quite it's gonna. Honestly. It's making us face the, the idea of death. Yes, it is. We all go. We all go. You know. But see, that's morbid. So, anyway, I found Very here's morbid. a little. I thought we would start off with something cheery. Mm. I found uh, an article. Here are the 99 best things that happened in 2016. Are you going to read them all? No, 99 is an insane. Amount. I think you should do 99, 75, 50, 25, and one. Well, they start at one, 
So, and then I think it goes from one to 99. Okay, well then. So I'll do one. Then do backwards. To do Yeah, that way you say. But I couldn't do the arithmetic that fast in my head. So I'll oh, do the first wow. one. British Columbia protected 85% of one of the world's largest temperature rainforests, home to the wonderfully named Spirit Bear. Mm, that's nice. I don't, I don't know what that is, but that sounds pretty sounds great. Sounds really great. Uh, the World Health Organization released a report showing that since the year 2000, global malaria deaths have declined by 60%. Wow. We are kicking malaria's ass. That's wonderful. In 2016, for the first time ever, the amount of money it would take to end poverty dropped below the amount of money spent on foreign aid. That's confusing, but something nice. They're really nice. reaching here, yeah. Yeah, well... <laughs> I mean, it's 2016. You got to find stuff. Oh, here's a, here's a nice simple one. Okay. World hunger reached its lowest point in 25 years. Wow. That's great. Good. A lot of these are global things. Not not that many like U.S. stuff. Not to be. We need to have more of a global mentality though when it comes. I, I to, agree with that. When it comes to things like this though. Yes. So I'm I'm into it. Here's one about the United States. Even though okay. it's still small. Good science and simple economics have started a, a reversal in overfishing in the United States. Mm. So we're now going, we've reversed our trend of overfishing. So that's good. So we're not going to fish as much? No, less fishing, I what guess. What are the fishermen going to do? I Yeah, I mean, they probably see this it as a bad thing. This is full on Downeaster Alexa, Downeaster Alexa material by Billy Joel. Yeah. How, he's, how the fishing industry is dying. Wow, you're really cynical. This was a good thing and you're turning it into a bad thing. I know. Oh, I okay. love fishermen. <laughs> Green sea turtles in Florida and Mexico were taken off the endangered list. Oh, that's great. I didn't know that could happen. Yes. Oh, I didn't yeah. know once you were on the endangered list, you yeah, could you get off, off of it. I thought yeah. you just died. Like, you did, <laughs> just that was it for your species. No, you can come back. They, that, they have a comeback. That actually makes me excited. That, yeah. that should be number one. Uh, of all the things you've re- that you've read, that's the best thing you've said. No, oh, it's 84 of 99. But, wow. Okay. People don't um, care about Oh, you know what? In... And I skipped one. In September, giant pandas became the latest species to be taken off the endangered list. Oh, I love them. So pandas too. That's, That's great. That's great. Pandas are awesome. Yeah. So I will say these are all very good things and there's obviously a lot more. I think more. we should focus on these things. Yes. Instead of the bad things. Right. I mean, it is a global. It I think is global. We yeah. We make strides globally. I mean, I think as humans, we tend to focus on the negative. I don't know why we do that. Maybe it's like a safety mechanism. Like if we do that, you know, if we're if we're if we're bred to do that, we we avoid danger more effectively. Possibly. I mean, we we're just kind of a fearful creature. But maybe I that's think. part of our survival. It maybe that's the way the reason we've survived as a because species we're fearful, because yes. we're fearful. But it, that's part of the reason that we focus on the negative. But what if instead, from now on, we just focus on the positive? <laughs> and if we all die, we'll at least be happy. Totally. Right? Yes. I mean, not Betty White. No. But everyone else except for her. Focus on the positive stuff. There's a lot out there. Yeah. Silver linings. (laughs) My glass is half full of Moscow Mule. Yeah. Remember when I, your last cocktail, when I said, hey, Steve, how's your drink? Do you need another one? And you said, it's almost gone. And I said, Steve, there's two thirds of your drink left. Well, there was only one third. You said there's like a third of your drink left. Oh, only one third? And I third? said, yeah, but it's almost done. And then you said, wow, you're a real glasses half empty kind of guy. And I said, I guess when it comes to booze, I am. Yeah. Because well, that's when you get I'm to fearful be. of my drink running empty. I know. But I should be positive and... 
be grateful and thankful of the booze that I do have. That the of the booze that's left and yes. our full bar behind me. Right. That you can refill it whenever you want. It's that's a- the beauty of drinking at home. You know, we may not have a sitter right now, but we have a full bar behind us and we can be our own bartender and that's pretty awesome. Right. Again, silver linings. Silver linings. Try to find them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> resolutions yeah what would you like to talk about here's my beef what what's your beef my problem with new year's resolutions is that people make resolutions about things that they feel like they should do to better themselves yes oh oh, yes almost exclusively right so like i should go to the gym more or i should you know it's all about self-betterment and which is a lovely thing, I'm, I'm sure. Probably, I mean, that's where I resolve, yes. Yes, I resolve to drink less or right. say that's fuck. That's a crazy one. Say fuck less or like go to the gym more or eat more kale. Yeah, it's all. <laughs> but it's nothing that anyone's excited about doing. No, no. I have a theory that that lowers your energy level. So the energy oh. around that intent is, is very low and it, it kind of brings your whole aura down. Okay. So what would you suggest? I think you should resolve to do things that bring your energy up and your aura up. So you, if you look inside of yourself and you say, you know what? I love to play the ukulele. So in 2016, no, in 20, in 2017, wait, what year is it? It's going to be 2017. Okay. <laughs> so in 2017, I'm going to play the ukulele more. Right. Kind of like positive reinforcement. Positive reinforcement. Yes. Yeah. So like just like... Figure, find the things that charge you up and make you happy and do those things more. That should be your resolution. Okay. So like instead of a resolution, it's more like a, like a, a new year's gratification or like a, yeah. what, what like the French, call- the French have a term that's like joy de vivre, right? It's like the joy what? of life. It's like, just dedicate yourself to the joy de vivre. Like that's, that's what we should do. Yeah, what's say that one more time? Joy de vivre. So like a New Year's joy de vivre. Right. That's right. what you should be making. That's what we should be doing. That's yes. what makes us all happy because I think if we get our energy up there and like we're excited about instead of saying, "Oh my god, I need to lose 15 pounds." Because honestly, who doesn't? Now, if it's something you need don't need to lose 15, everyone needs to lose, but but if it's there, not something you're excited about, you're not going to do it. There comes a time in your life you have to accept yourself as who you are. As long as you're not committing one of the seven deadlies on the reg. Right. That I mean, you should stop that. A seven deadly like every now and then is just human nature. Otherwise, <laughs> it wouldn't be a thing. But if you're regging on seven deadlies, like you probably need to separate, take a, take a look at yourself. Yeah, I, yeah don't, definitely don't reg on the seven deadlies. <laughs> but if... If you're not, if you're doing, if you're living honestly and you're like, this is just who I am, I think, you know, we're at a point in middle age where we just kind of need to accept who we are and those 15 pounds that you maybe think should go away, but probably won't. So you're going to torture yourself about them or are you going to embrace the joy de vivre and are you going to enjoy your champagne and your cheese and play the ukulele? (laughs) So what is yours, the ukulele? Is that your? It makes me really happy. Okay, that's great. Uh, well, there's some other things, but that's one of them, you know. Okay. So I just, I, I encourage everyone who's listening to look inside of their, 
their hearts and to question where their happiness comes from in this lifetime. We don't have that much time here, guys. You need to enjoy it. Stop making yourself go to the gym at 6 a.m. It sucks. I mean, if you like it, that's fine. And you should probably work out. But let's just stop torturing ourselves. All right. New Year's. Joy de Joy vivre. Joy de vivre. Find one for yourself. Yes. And go for it. Yeah. saw what did we see last night what was the name of it magnificent magnificent seven, seven. we saw magnificent seven last night yeah starring chris pratt chris pratt yeah was he everything you hoped he would be oh and more yeah yeah me too yeah i mean he's no um john krasinski well, but he's the next best you thing are. <laughs> and let's face it Pratt's getting all Krasinski type roles. Like if Krasinski had Krasinski a good, wishes he could get Pratt type roles. If Krasinski no had a good agent, I, I fault Krasinski's agent. I don't think he's like got the body for the athletic. Well, neither kind did of stuff. Pratt until he yeah, but he went was into the like, lab and was, got all scientifically modified. He, right, he was modified. Just a big hunk of ham that was waiting to be yeah. molded. Krasinski's a little bit bony and frail. I don't, I don't I think you're like. giving him enough credit, but well, anyway. But either way, Chris Pratt was great. Denzel. Was, Denzel Washington was, I mean, ass. that guy. He, I know. Every time I see him in a movie, I'm blown away. He's so good. He's so good that his, just his whole energy and his, just his stature and the bl- crisp black suits and the black hat <laughs> against his beautiful dark skin. He just wore a full black suit. And I imagine lighting that. I give a lot of credit to the guys and women in the lighting department because lighting that must have been hard. He's basically a black hole, but they did a great job and he looked amazing. And I mean, Denzel is 62. No, he's not. He's 62 years old. Really? Yes. He looks awesome. So he's doing that at 62. I mean, it was just great. Yeah. Yeah. He's incredible. He was looking good. So recommend. I mean, as a movie, it was pretty good. I, I mean, it was just fun action. Pretty good. <laughs> it was awesome. There was a 30-minute fight scene yeah, at the end. I know. And I usually... Warned you, I was like, oh, there's 30 minutes left, and you could just tell that the rest of the movie is going to be gunfight. And I, you were like, whoa. I put down my paint by sticker, because up until then, <laughs> I was paint painting by sticker. If you haven't heard of this, it's awesome. Look it up. And then Steve alerted me to the 30-minute fight scene about to come up, and I said, well, let me put this down and pick up my drink. Yeah. It was, and I'm not usually a fight scene type of girl, but this, the action was incredible. The guns, the Native Americans. <laughs> Denzel. Actually, they were. The they were Americans awesome. Were Den- badass. Denzel Washington, the Asian. There was an Asian. There was an, a- there was an Asian guy Yeah, and too. Ethan Hawke. Yeah. It's like everything you want. Everything you this want. This whole, this, this discussion has really perked you oh, up. You oh, were falling oh, asleep I during was, the and last also, segment. And, and now... <laughs> Magnificent Seven comes in, and you are. I didn't even get into um, into Skarsgård. Yeah, Peter. He, Peter, he's like the best villain ever. <laughs> you you hate him. He's so evil. What? Yes. It was such a good movie. I'm excited that you liked it because it means we can go see more movies like that. Yeah, let's do that. Unfortunately, if they're in a <laughs> spacecraft, it's not going to fly. What do you mean? Like Rogue One was good. 
Oh, I don't give a shit about Rogue right, One. Right, I know. I get, you know what I do give a shit about is the movie where Chris Pratt is in space. Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> no, no, no. Not that one. What's the new oh, movie? Oh, Passengers. Passengers. With Jennifer Lawrence. How many times can we put Chris Pratt in space? I mean, Guardians I like, of the Galaxy was the first that's time. That's the first time. I like my Pratt two ways, in the Old West or in space. <laughs> Does that mean you'll see Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two? Yes. I mean, you like the first. Is that one. Raccoon in that? In it the too? Raccoon, yeah. Yeah. I'd Chris watch that. Pratt and Bradley Cooper Raccoon. Oh, Bradley Cooper Raccoon. He Bradley Cooper does the voice. Yeah, he doesn't where do look I like sign Bradley up? Cooper. Yeah. I mean, you sign up at, at the Lowe's Cinema. We're <laughs> okay. on Fandango. <laughs> Fandango. This is our last episode of the year. I thought I would bust out another uh, drunk parent poem. Oh, this is great. Yeah, so the title will give a lot away, but that's okay. It doesn't have to be a surprise. The title of this poem is Low Volume Lovin'. Oh. Okay. Okay. Here we go. What do you hear? Are we in the clear? I think they're asleep. I think we're all right. But you never know how it's going to go. Any time of night, they'll just creep and appear. Out of nowhere, they'll just be standing there. But I think we're good. Can we take our pants off? For the love of God, don't sneeze or cough, or the whole thing's off. How their hearing is selectively supernatural is incredible. When we call them for dinner or to come downstairs, their hearing's impaired. But now, when it's time to plow, the slightest sound brings them round. But anyway, my lover, let's pull back the covers. Shh, wait. I think I hear a peep, their little feet stomping down the hall. Whew, it's not them at all. Just the dog chewing a sock. Perhaps tonight, there'll be no block. My dear, please ignore my paranoia. I've still got something for you. So you turn off the lights and I'll shut the door. And we'll hope for the best for no uninvited guests. Because if they wake up and show them with their little angelic faces all lit up, it'll totally kill the mood and we'll be screwed. Or in fact, the complete opposite. <laughs> low volume, a little low volume loving that for drug awesome. parents. That was awesome. And you read it in your panty dropping voice. That was, I tried, I tried. <laughs> Voice is people pay money for that voice, you know. We still got to get on that idea. That's oh, a, that's another. Maybe we should make that a special segment. We make people pay for this this poetry session <laughs> because it's that sexy. Oh, that's nice. Mm. I'm not sure, but anyway, there you go. There's a little a little low volume yeah, loving. There'll be some more poetry coming to you. I next mean, that's year. our life, right? I mean, it's constantly our life. Yeah. We don't want to scar them no, or damage their brains no. or their emotional development. And we're not that really, we're not as cautious as actually this poem. Yeah, we are. I mean, I am, I'm super paranoid in my head You're all more the time. paranoid I'm than I am because you, I'm like, oh, it's a fact of life. Yeah, you're throwing caught. You're like, so if they walk in, it'll be like the nature channel. <laughs> no big deal. They've <laughs> seen bears on Welcome TV. to how you were made. Right. <laughs> Featuring mom and dad. Rachel. What was your favorite Christmas present that you got this year? It was a small one. Oh. But it, you got me a shirt that it's a red shirt and it just has two words on it in the shape of the Netflix logo and it just says end chill. I knew it. So that's I knew that was a pretty win. Pretty awesome. I can't wait. To, I haven't worn it yet. I'm pretty excited to bust it out. Yeah. Because if you're Netflix and chill. So that's probably my favorite. Even though you got me, you know. I got, I got you it. bigger stuff. Yeah, you got bigger but things too. I knew but that when was I bought that shirt. 
I was like, this is it. This is the one he's going to open and laugh. Right. Because I know your thing about Netflix and chill. Right. So what is your, what was your favorite gift? Oh, well. Well, I mean, it's obvious. I feel like you know. Because it's my obsession. So I asked for this. You did not get me this. No, it Just, would have been insulting. Oh, it would have been very insulting. But I asked, I asked for this device called New Face. Yes. And so for those who don't know, what is New Face? It's a facial toning device. And it uses microcurrents to tone your face. And over time, so for 60 days, you do it every day. And over time, it strengthens the muscles in your face so that it gives you a, a basically like a facelift. Right. So you use it on your neck and your face. And it every time I do it, I've done it every day. I do it on just one side of my face. And I look in the mirror and it looks like I have Bell's palsy. You this, have to take a picture I of do that. because the one side of my face that I do it on is all lifted and really I've tight. I've got to see this. And the skin, like the skin. The skin just looks healthier because it stimulates the blood flow to, to, you know, the skin. And the other side of my face, I look like a haggard old, you know, banshee (laughs) or something. Well, I mean, you look great, but I... Thank you. I I, I need to see a side by side. I don't... Well, I took before pictures. Okay. So after 60 days, I'll have the after pictures and I can can compare the before and after. But I know people who use this and they look amazing. So now I know the secret. Let me ask you this. If somebody ever comes up to you, be it friend or stranger, and is like, what is your secret? Will you tell them? You know, I'm I'm not the type of person that keeps secrets. So you would tell them? Yeah. I'm going to call bullshit on that. Why? Because there was a time where somebody asked you, like, oh, what do you do to your skin? Like, do you have mm-hmm. a special lotion? And you're like, no. And then you were telling me the story as you were putting this special lotion on your face. And you were like, well, actually, this is what's like keeping my skin great these days. And I'm like, why didn't you tell them that? No. And you're like, well, you don't tell them the secret. You just let them but think. But you know I'm very forthcoming with the fact that I get Botox. You Yes. I mean, if I wasn't. I wouldn't say it here. Right. Totally. I, I use Jan Marini Facial Cleanser and Night Cream. That's what I use. And now I use New Face. Those are the things that I use. Okay. It's a non-invasive microcurrent facelift. I mean, your skin is amazing. People are going to want to know It's what you do. I don't know. I mean, it's only day three, but I'm excited for the results. That's I'm excited for it. You get so excited. You pop out of bed like I a do. piece of toast. I do. Every and morning. And you just like run to the bathroom. Just to get to use this thing. And it takes 20 minutes. Like, it takes a full 20 minutes. You were, yeah, you were in the bathroom this morning forever. Forever, because I'm toning my face with microcurrents. With electricity. With a, I'm basically shocking right. the muscles like under. a mild taser to the face. It is a taser. I can feel it when I'm doing my forehead. I can feel it all the way up into the middle of my scalp. It looks a little bit like a taser, it too. Is a ta- it does, because it's, it's got the two probes. Yes, That's the thing that a taser, that's what it has to do to put a current through you. It's putting a current through your body yet yeah, totally safe i guess I, I mean no one's died yet you know what you know how it was developed <laughs> um people with bell's palsy it was developed as a um oh, that's... as a treatment for bell's palsy oh, okay. to strengthen to like stimulate them to muscles, stimulate the, the muscles, muscles and then they realized that these people are looking damn good you know what probably what happened is the guy or the woman or whatever who developed it started using it on themselves and were like jesus look at me i look awesome look now all the compliments i'm getting yeah and they realized this is a mass market thing so they um the fda has cleared it for uh use on the face 
but I've started using it other places. What? Wait, what? Yeah, because I want to get lifted everywhere. What? Where else are you using it? <laughs> On my neck. Oh, okay. All right. I've kind of gone down into the chest a little oh, bit. Oh, my. And um, my hands. Oh, is this... Is this safe? I mean, I guess I don't it's, know. If it's safe on your face, it's got to be safe on I your mean, hands. I mean, are there special? Why, I'm more worried about my neck than anything. That's where all the important stuff is, right? Your face and skull area has some That's important true. things too. It does. Yeah. If you can feel it tingling on your scalp, mm-hmm. that means it's really close to your brain. No, and but I have a skull protecting me for my, you know, the brain place. Like, there's a lot of important. Artery, your larynx and my your larynx, like some that little punching bag thing that hangs giant down. Giant veins in my neck. We, when people die, when they try to kill somebody in the Middle Ages, they cut their head off at the neck. <laughs> yeah, they so didn't cut a, them off at the skull. They didn't, well, I guess an axe to the skull will do it. But oh, anyway, sorry. We should talk about something else. I I know I know what I want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna need to refill my mule. Okay. Hang on, please. What were you thinking about? I can't believe we haven't talked about this yet, but our night of axe throwing. Yes. At a place called Urban Axes. In Northern Liberties of Philadelphia. Right. Where instead of throwing darts at a board, you're throwing axes at a plank of wood. It's a warehouse. Yes. That you pay to get into. And they have all these wooden pallets. With a bullseye painted on them. And you throw axes at them, and everyone in there looks like they're in the coolest indie rock band. I mean, it was a hipster's paradise. But everyone's like really good looking hipster. Well, I guess. The I, men. I, I, I mean, so. if I was 26 I, I and po- single, this is the place to be for like good looking hipster dudes. I could have pointed out a few where you wouldn't have said that. But anyway. Oh, I'm not saying it was a you know, jackpot, but it, there were, <laughs> I, it was pretty good. But, but more importantly, it wasn't, let's it wasn't talk about, about the, guys. the sport. It was about throwing axes. It's about the sport, and it is the most cathartic thing I've ever. I got so excited. To be clear, it's hard, you know. So if you it's throw, mm-hmm. if you throw twenty axes, you'll be feeling good about yourself if you get fifty percent of them to stick in the wood. Yeah. My ratio is smaller than yours, though. That's fine. So because out of you're 20, very you get four. good. Yeah. You're a very good axe thrower. I was actually super turned I, on I, I, because Steve. <laughs> Just gets up there and he's like, okay, so we go together and you're allowed to go two at a time. And there's, um, you, you get appointed a, a staffer, an right. axe throwing staffer. To give you like tips. and To show you how to throw. And also she makes sure you're safe because I, if you're unaware. No, you were walking right up there trying to pick up your axe. Yeah. She's time. like, hold up lady. Like, you yeah. know, she was great. So we went up there two at a time and Steve is like amazing at throwing axes. I don't know. You've never done that before, no, right? I no, I no. no. No, but you're so good. And there's like the whole, a whole technique you do is two handed at first. So we're, we're beginners. So right. it was two handed technique and you're standing pretty far back. Yeah. But the, the thing that I didn't even anticipate, and this is going to speak to my, I'm just the fact that I'm completely unathletic. There's like a rotation that you have to consider when you're throwing the axe. Yeah. Did you, right. You didn't think. Mm, it's not that I didn't think about <laughs> it. It's just that it didn't occur to me. Okay. 
I knew I wasn't going to throw it straight and it was going to hit the board, but there's yeah, you, a you rhythm. That we were a distance where we would be one full rotation. A full before rotation. Before it would stick into yes. the board. So Steve was a master at the full, the full action. It's like. <laughs> That's and, exactly what it sounded like. And then like. it would like stick into the board. And you kept getting like bullseyes. I was getting a couple bulls, yeah. Yeah, but then the lady was trying to challenge you. She was, she was like, "Hit that thing, hit that thing." Like mark different marks on the board, and you're pretty good. That's my. That's I mean, my- I got I got two bullseyes in one, and I thought I it felt like I had won a car. That's how <laughs> that's how amazing I felt after getting two bullseyes in one. So at the time, we were like, "Well, all we need mm-hmm. is some wood mm-hmm. and two pound and a half axes yeah which are like pretty small probably only like 30 bucks and we could set up an axe throwing field why not board we have a big yard in our backyard we're in like three quarters of an acre everyone that we said it to at the time seemed to really doubt it and think it was a terrible idea right due to the fact that we have kids but i mean you would make sure the kid's not there it's not a kid thing right no yeah it's not something you do around your children but I mean, we've had we have cornhole, and the kids have never once been hit by a cornhole bag, and we're not even trying to look out for them. So I mean, I the kids need to be indoors, and we need to be outdoors. Right like there, need there needs to be because kids just don't need to be around that kind of stuff. I don't want them repeating the behavior or anything like that. Oh, uh, that's a great point. Yeah, you know. But we they're getting to the age where we do stuff, and we're sitting outside and, and hanging out, and they're inside. So. They're a little bit more self-sufficient now. I think it's a possibility. But I did mention it to a few of the moms at Pickup right. last week. And the response was not and, positive. Well, they all were very interested in going. And going, yes. And going to the place. They want to go roll up in the minivan. and get, <laughs> right. They want to get mommed out and go and like look at all the hipster that would be a- indie band gorgeous people in the eye and be <laughs> like... like a- the moms You're are here. setting a scene for like a movie. We're right going to walk but... in in slow motion. Right. Basically. Of course. So they're into that. But then I was like, guys. So once I found out they were into that, I got really excited and decided to divulge more of my passion for this. And I said, you know what, guys? I was actually thinking about setting up a axe throwing station in my backyard. <laughs> and one of, <laughs> one of them looked at me and said, Rachel, don't do that. No one will talk to you anymore. Nobody's going to want their kids to come over. No, no one would let their kids come over. So I guess that's out. So sometimes kids really fuck up your life. You know, sometimes you think you can have an axe throwing station in your backyard, but you can't. Just on principle. Goddamn kids. I know. We would be safe about it, but just on principle, (sighs) we cannot have an axe throwing station in our backyard. One more way the kids are ruining our lives. Thank God there's a place for it called Urban Axes. All right. Before we close out our final episode of 2016, which was a big year for the podcast because this is its founding year. This is like Drunk Parents established 2016. Mm-hmm. So that'll always be a good thing about this year for us. But to close it out, I thought I would, you could join me in a Drunk Parents toast. Oh, I would love to. To the year and to 2017 and yes. what may come. So here's one I wrote. May our children be healthy. May our black box never drain. May we always find a sitter so we don't go insane. May we grow closer to our lovers. May the cocktails always flow. May our kids go easy on us. When the hangover show. Wonderful. Raisin raisin here, a mule. Here. To, 2017. to 2017. Cheers. So we hope you, everyone listening, has a fantastic New Year's Eve and a start to the new year. 
If you want to catch up with us in between episodes, you can find us on Instagram at Drunk Parents. Mm-hmm. You can find us on Facebook at Drunk Parents Podcast. And you can email us your cocktail suggestions at drunkparentssaywhat at gmail.com. And uh, you can catch up on previous episodes wherever you find your, wherever you get your podcasts or at drunkparents.squarespace.com. And that's about it. We'll be back in the new year with more irresponsible, borderline offensive drunk parents (laughs) entertainment. Cheers. Happy New Year's. Happy New Year's.